Wida, it, I mean, so much has happened in the month. It's almost the end of the month, right? It feels like this woman works hard. She goes from Brunswick to Savannah. And she works for all these attorneys. Do you know what I mean? She is the administrator of a large attorney firm that also just, you know, they kind of got a place in Brunswick. That, that no, Wida is not nuts, let me tell you. If there's anybody who can, you know, speak to somebody and you feel love after, it's Wida. <laughs> she has such a love. But we miss you. I really do miss seeing you. I know. Um, okay, what we've been doing, just to catch you all up, um, is Gene is taking the beginning of this year, and he's starting back on all the visions. Just because we have so many new people that don't understand the vision. So for the past, uh, we've already done a Saturday night and a Wednesday on this teaching about the journey of faith. So tonight we're moving on this teaching, the generated spirit. And I have to do a mix tonight because... We have the glory service coming up, and I want to read you a text Gene sent to me today. So he really wants me to teach on fasting tonight, So, but I'm going to tie it in with the regenerated spirit because we all have to figure out what we're going to be fasting. So Gene's text to me was, he said, okay, the Lord keeps putting in my heart that people must fast and pray for the glory service. And then he said, does everybody have the instructions for fasting? <laughs> All right. He said, there will be a new dimension of his glory if we do what he says to do. Okay. So as we grow in Christ, we know we're supposed to lead on the leading of the Holy Spirit. But as we're here, as we're babies, as we're still growing, that's why we have a leader. The Lord always puts you in a place of your destiny where he gives you a leader. And what's the leader? The leader has more of Christ in him. He's further along than you. So as we grow in a ministry and there are leaders in place, that means they've already been through process and they understand the changes. So when they get an instruction of God to what? Pass out to the sheep. Do you know what I mean? We have to take those instructions seriously. So Rachel does this to me all the time. Mom. God did not tell me to fast. Okay, Rachel. <laughs> God didn't tell you to fast, but we are still in a body. So whoever the leader of the body, just like Joshua, Joshua had to lead the Israelites into possessing the land. Now in the New Testament, possessing the land, when you read possessing the land in the Old Testament, possessing the land in the New Testament is the soul Gaining the spirit, gaining ground in the soul. Do you know our, our spirit has to possess the soul so that we do what God is asking us to do? Yielding to what God is asking us to yield? And so we know it's from the spirit. Two things happen. One, we already recognize it, connect with it, and we move with it. But then there's times we resist. And when there's resistance, that means our soul is not ready to yield to the authority of the Spirit. So we get in a place where we have leaders so we can grow up in maturity to go out and do what we're called to do. But nobody ever can be a good leader until they're a good what? Follower. So that's part of the learning curve and the learning process. So when Gene wrote this, he wrote it for me to read to you because he wrote it in big letters. There will be a new dimension of his glory if 
we do what he says. So now, Todd and I worked on this this afternoon. We sent an email out, everybody, with this message. And then we gave the link to the website in which I'm putting the teaching on how to fast and all the other instructions are on the website. When you go on the front page, click on latest news, glory. And it says the date, January 25th. And so it's a, it's a great teaching. So this whole teaching tonight is also online. So I'm not going to teach it all. I'm going to let you go because part of growing is going and meditating on the word yourself, growing in that teaching yourself. So he says, if we do what he says, we need to do it. I love that because even in the Bible, when Jesus was at the, was at the, um, the, uh, the wedding party and they ran out of wine and he wasn't yet ready to show people what he could do with the father, you know, his mother said what? Just do what he said. And he gave instructions out that seemed, why are we doing this? But the people had to, the disciples had to make a choice. Were they going to follow his instruction or not? That was the purpose of that. And when they did, they created the best wine for last. God said he wants to come in an intimate, life-changing, penetrating love. He wants us all to leave with that. And if we fast and yield to the instruction... That can develop. He says it will be tangible. That tangible means you actually what? Feel it. Experience it. He said love is the miracle working power. So how do we know we're, how do we know we're coming in in love? We're following his instruction. If he says meditate on Ephesians 5, 17, or 1, 17 and 18, meditate on it. If we're to meditate on Isaiah 58, the scriptures about fasting, meditate on them. If we're to meditate on the healing scriptures, meditate on them. If he says, confess these verses, there are some online, just confess them out. Just keep confessing them out. And then he says, fast. In the instructions, people are saying, what do I fast? What do I fast? What do I fast? Well, everybody has to pray to God and ask him what they should fast. Okay, and how do you, who are you getting the answer from? The regenerated spirit, okay? Because in the center of that spirit is the intuition God speaks. And sometimes we get intuition, like when you think about glory night, glory night, glory night, how many people get excited? Right. Okay, that's God speaking. You're connected to that glory night. You know, you could see somebody off the street, hey, come to our glory night. Yeah, they're not feeling anything, right? Because that might not be for them. Do you know every time we meet is an appointed time for an appointed teaching, for an appointed understanding? And so when we seek God for what we're to fast, it's going to click with us. If we know we're connected to this glory night, then we will yield peaceably. We will yield to the instruction God chose us. But the only way we can find that answer is by communing with him. How do we commune with him? Prayer, meditation, and worship. And in one of those three venues, God is going to show you what you need to fast. I loved Marvin last month. God, through Chris, Chris was the witness. He had to fast spring for four days. He wasn't supposed to see spring. He wasn't supposed to spend time with spring. He was supposed to step back from spring. All right? But, and he might have known that. But then Chris came and he was the witness when he said, hey, man, what do I fast? And you said, I said, you know, I don't know, bro, but, you know, sometimes maybe some of those things that we really don't want to give up. 
You know, you may have to look at it as right. You, know, you spend all your time with spring, and this thing closest nearest to you. It's a thing. Right. So we have to really seek God. And I thought that was great, though, that you did it. Do you know what I mean? That was the, the awesome part is you did it, and he had a great experience at Glory Night. And so this Glory Night, if we seek what God is asking us to do, he tells us in this regenerated spirit that Christ purchased our freedom. This is in Galatians 3.13. Redeeming us from the curse. Now, what's the curse? The curse is when we connect to something that God did not tell us to do. The curse is when we connect to something that God hasn't brought to us. We start experiencing things and that we shouldn't be experienced because we've connected to a lie somewhere. And sometimes we don't know where that is, but we are to be reassured that Christ purchased our freedom through his death and gave us his regenerated spirit in us. This is the gift of his death, the freedom to have somebody give us instruction that we know is from God, and God is not a liar, so the Holy Spirit's not going to what? Lie to us. So there's going to be something the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to each and every one of you about what you should fast. Ephesians 2, 1 says, And you he made alive when you were dead by your trespasses and sins. He made us alive with this Spirit in us, so we would have, so we would know, we'd know, we know that what we were doing was right. Instead of yielding to what we do that in his element is wrong. The world will tell you some things that God doesn't think are right, but they'll tell you they think it's okay, right? So we have to know those differences. But he made you alive to experience those changes. He made us alive so we didn't have to walk in darkness, not knowing what to do. And I love this. When we're immature... And I want to say immature is a positive thing. When we're innocent babies, you know what I mean? Walking in Christ, and it doesn't make a difference. What age you are when you're innocent, you can be 60 and still figuring out how to walk this out. I was talking to um, Donna today that even when you come to the surrendering of Jesus, you start off as what? A little baby. Knowing nothing, you know what I mean? And it's so easily to get, to get when you're a child and a young in the Lord to get swayed off of the direction. That's why you get a lot of word in you. You come to teaching. And he tells us he made us alive, but he also didn't leave us barren. He pits you in a place when he surrounds you with a cloud of people to help you learn how to turn right or how to turn left and which way to go. So John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. This is the pinnacle verse for this evening. My sheep know, hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, you know, we have to decide. Are we, if you are a disciple of Christ, and you are yielding to his way, you become known as his sheep, someone who can hear his voice and will follow his instruction. John 4.24 says, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Do you know to hear his voice clearly, you have to be what? Worshiping him. So part of getting what are you to fast, you're going to do it in worship. In your worship, you clear out all the enemy. 
And in that moment of worship, when you hit a fullness in worship and you feel your spirit elevate, do you know you're walking like a full man? Because you are full of the spirit. But when you step out of worship, then your body goes back to where you were. But that's why we keep worshiping because worship starts to elevate and keep your spirit pumped up, keep your spirit alive so that when you're dealing with the world, you don't act like the world. Okay. We have moments where we want to act like the world. Okay. Because the world's acting out at us. But if you're in spirit, you can look at the world and you don't see that. You can look at the crazy things in this world and see the beauty in the world. You can look at all the fear in the world and see what? No fear. Okay? And so that's because of spending time in worship. We worship Him in spirit and truth because we know we find the truth in worship. We connect with Him. Man, it's it's one of the safest places. And then when the presence falls of you in worship and you rest in that presence, do you know you walk the rest of your day out in the presence of Him? And so that means you change the atmosphere if you choose to. Because when you step out, that worship gives you what? Confidence. Because the Spirit has risen in you, and the greater one is in you than you are in this world. So if you're walking with the presence and the greater one, you're still walking humbly. You're not looking to, you know, beat down people. You're looking to come and just let people see Christ upon you. I love it. Do you know he's rearing up an army of angels? He's rearing up this army of angels to do what? Not to beat people down, to walk in his light. And in that, they're going to be the reapers. They're going to reap the things and the weeds and the tares and the things. When somebody of light comes near you, things that are not of God in you, they start to creep up. But why? So that they can be burned. And the Christ, the word of God burns it. But you got to be willing to what? Surrender yourself to it. And, you know, there's a difference. Everybody turn to um, John. I love this because when we're worshiping and when we're learning in the word, do you know the word becomes a witness to us? People become witnesses to us. I'd like everybody to turn to John 5, 31. And I I really love this. Um, The Lord has really revealed this to me in such a mighty way that he, um, okay, actually, we're going to start with verse 530, John 530. And I'm reading from my, um, my Jewish roots Bible, so it'll be pretty close to what you're reading. I guess everybody really has their what? Does everybody have their amplified? I'll read from my amplified because then I'll match up with you guys. I said John 5.30. Okay. Okay. John 5.30 says, I am able. So everybody follow along in the, in the Amplified. Do you, have, you don't have an Amplified, do you? Do you want one? Huh? We don't have the one? Okay, you okay with hearing? Okay. I am able to do nothing from myself, independently of my own accord, 
but only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders. Even as I hear, even as I hear, I judge. I decide as I am bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And my judgment is right, right, righteous, because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. Now, this is a really powerful verse because what Jesus is saying here, Jesus is saying that I am able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord. That is what God is trying. That's why he gave us this Holy Spirit. He gave us this Holy Spirit so we could surrender to it. And when, that we know we cannot do anything by our own accord. We cannot do anything without the instruction of the Father through Jesus. And he even tells us he couldn't do anything without the instruction of who? His Father. 31 says, If I alone... If I alone testify on my behalf, my testimony is not valid and cannot be worth anything. Now, you know what that's saying? It's saying, if I come and say, I am a great real estate agent, I am the best real estate agent in Savannah, okay? It means nothing. It doesn't mean it. Even if I know I could be, it really means nothing. Because who's boasting about it? Me. Okay? Jesus could not come to the, he could not come and walk on this earth and start testifying. If you notice, he never said in any of the stories that he was the son of God. Okay? He would say, you notice it says two ways, son of man, son of God. It was purposed when he would say, I'm the son of man. It was purposed when he would say, I'm the son of God. But he was never to identify who he was. Okay, because it says, if I only testify in my behalf, my testimony is not valid and cannot be worth anything. There is another who testifies concerning me. And I know and am certain that his evidence on my behalf is true and valid. Okay, so that means when somebody came in touch with Jesus, and they experienced Jesus. They received a miracle of Jesus. What's the first thing you're going to do? Testify? When somebody comes up here and they give a testimony and you feel like you're shaking sometimes, right? Because if you know that testimony is real, the enemy doesn't want you to what? Testify it. Because we just build the body up in more strength. Because we're, that's what we're called to do. We're called to tell the testimony as we experience it. But then if we sit and we don't, we hold it in and we hold it in. We, we, we've talked about this, several people. They'll hold it in because they're fearful. But when you come up and you break through the first couple testimonies, man, you want to share every testimony because you know it's God. Okay? So he says, I love how he tells us this. There is another who will testify concerning me. And I know I am certain that his evidence on my behalf is true and valid. Now, there's a deeper version of, deeper element of this. 
If you notice, concerning me is capitalized. That's Jesus. And I know, I am certain that his, his means God, evidence on my, Jesus' behalf, is true and valid. you know why? Because Jesus didn't do anything except for what the Father told him to do. So even when the Father told him what to do, he knew it was what? True and valid. So when he performed whatever he performed, it was true and valid, but he could not brag about it. The per other person had to testify about it. Do you know we walk with that same power? That the Father through Jesus, through our Holy Spirit, tells us the truth. And then we have a choice to do what? Act on it. And when we act on it, we don't have to fear because we know that if we got it from the Spirit and it came from, the only thing the Holy Spirit can get information from is what? Jesus, right from the Father. And so when it comes down, we have to know it to be true and valid. There are a lot of people in this ministry that have seen things, know things, but they can't act on it. The Lord showed it to them, shared it with them, and they know it to be true. But you can't go run and boast about it. You can't go run and do it because guess what? You're not going to do it. He's going to do it. And you just have to sit and let him do it. You just have to trust in the spirit because God spoke it to you, you communed to him, he confirmed it with you, now you have to discern what happens around you. But that doesn't mean you're to go do, unless he tells you to do it. If he tells you to go hug somebody out in the parking lot, you know, like Robin told last week, and he, she went and hugged that person because God told her to do it, boy, she's going to get blessed because God told her to do it. If God sensed you, I need to, I know one time, Gene was speaking at the New Birth Church, and he said, Lee, you don't have to go. Well, I was worshiping that morning, and I heard, go. Go to that church. Well, I'm glad I went. I was supposed to go. I sat in the very back, but there was a reason why God had me go. And there's a few people, Sheila, Michael, Minnie came from that conference. Not, they, it was a conference for many people to attend. And we met them from there. There was a reason for me to go. Do you know, God, if you do what he tells you to do, it is valid. It is true. You may not understand it. You just do it. He goes on to say, you yourselves have sent to John, and he has been a witness to the truth. But I do not receive a mere human witness. The evidence which I accept on my behalf is not from man. But I simply mention all these things in order that you may be saved, made and kept safe and sound. John was a lamp that kept on burning and shining to show you the way. And you were willing for a while to delight yourselves in his light. Now, you know, the Lord will always send, it says, I prepare a way for you. I will send someone before you. What to give you a witness so you could, know, you could meet somebody, not know him, like Renee Perrault, and she can come, like John. John was a prophet that came before Jesus, and he announced that a greater one than he would be coming. Well, when Renee comes and she gives us something, we already should what? Know it. Okay? 
when a prophet comes and announces something of a change, and I'll use Todd as an example. Todd sat in the back row. She looked at Todd, and she said, your hats are going to change. You may love the birds. You may love the, he has a degree in wildlife management and was working in wildlife management. She said, you may love the birds, and you may love to do this, but now, and they draw to Todd. Animals draw to Todd. But she said you would be switching hats. And the moment she said it, it already bared witness with Todd. He knew his life already was changing. The Lord already showed you that, right, Todd? Well, when he recorded that, now one came ahead and did what? Announced it. Okay? And now the announcement came, the change, what? If he was in agreement with it, Todd didn't have to do anything. He just had to wait on the promptings of what his father through Jesus, told him in the Holy Spirit to do every step of the way. So when he gave in his notice for his job, and he came in and told me, my face was like this. Because what did I feel? I knew Todd was to come to our company, but I started feeling what? Responsible like a mommy. Do you know what I mean? How's he going to get paid? What's he going to, you know, how's it all going to work? Because I was shocked that he boldly did what the Lord told him to do that day, which was to put in his 30-day notice. And so, and it all just worked out. See, we have to be bold and know what voice are we hearing. And so, as I said in this one verse, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now go back. Go back to verse 29, 529. 529 says, and they shall come out. Those who have practiced doing good will come out to the resurrection of new life. And those who have done evil will be rised for judgment, rise to meet their sentence. Okay. This is deep. When we become a new creation and we accept the Holy Spirit and we start worshiping, reading in the word, yielding to the word. He says, old things must what? what? Must what? Perish. Anything that's not of God is going to be gone. New things have to come. We can observe when people are going through changes and when they're not going through changes in here. You have to change. Change has to happen. The Holy Spirit was entered into us so change could happen. But he says, they shall come out. Those who have practiced doing good. Now think about this. How do we practice doing good? We've got to do the works that are instructed to us from what? God. In the world, we think doing good is, is volunteering. I mean, that's good. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is if we're doing it out of our flesh because we think it looks good, so when we get into a place of doing good because we think it looks good, that is vain. That is vanity. But when we get into this other realm of doing what the Father instructs us to do because we heard it in communion and then we walk it down, those who hear my voice know me. They follow me. And I already read to you what he gives them. He gives them what? Resurrection of a new life. Those who have done evil will be raised for judgment, raised to meet their sentence. Now, that means some of those people who've done evil could have done evil with a good heart. Do you know what I'm saying? 
So there's a day God will raise them up and still choose. But don't you want to be sure you're sure you're sure you're in the first resurrection of life? I mean, hey, if you know the playbook and you know the answers are already being given to you right from heaven, why, why wouldn't we want to walk that out? Isn't this awesome? Okay, so now turn to Matthew 25. Matthew 25, verse 31. Matthew 25. Now, I love the Lord because you know what? He gave me all this this morning. (laughs) I mean, so I knew my day. I, I taught it to the guy in prison today. I mean, this is where we have to know, know, know that we believe in the Holy Spirit. We have to know, know, know that we believe in what God's telling us to do. So it says, um, I think it's 25, 31. Now I'm going to read it from my other Bible, but it'll, uh, I know it's really easy for me to read from. I want to read it from my other Bible, but I'm, I'm feeling like you guys are all going to follow better on this one. I should read from both. Matthew 25. I didn't really read it from this one. Okay, Matthew 25, 31. 25, 31. Okay. All right, it says, 31, right? Okay. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, his majesty and his splendor, and all the holy angels with him. The holy angels, I love this. You know, he's going to bring all his angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. So he comes. Then it says, all the nations will be gathered before him. And now he will separate them from one another as a shepherd separates his sheep from his goats. So now imagine this, God's sitting on his glory. He has all his angels with him. And now all of us, we're the nations. We're going to be pulled up and come towards, right? Now he looks and he decides, are you a sheep? Are you a goat? All right. So he says, all nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them, the people, those are the people, from one, ano- from one another as a sheep separates his sheep from the goats. And he will cause the sheep to stand at his right hand, but the goats will come to his left. Then the king will say to those at the right hand, come, you blessed of my father, You favored of God. You appointed to eternal salvation. So everybody who gets on the right side, they get to pass in. It's like going to the party. You're in, you're out. No, you're in, no, you're out, right? You're getting into the party, okay? Without, with nothing, no judgment. There is, you're not having to deal with the judgment of Christ. You automatically get in. These people knew how to listen to the Spirit, These are people who walked and did what he wanted him to do. He says, for I, okay, appointed to eternal salvation, they will inherit it. He says, inherit it. Receive your own, the kingdom prepared for you by the foundations of the world. That means everybody already has the opportunity to be on the right because it was already prepared for all of us before he prepares a table for us, right? Verse 35 says, for I was hungry. And you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you brought me together with yourself. 
and welcomed me and entertained and lodged me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me with help and ministering care. I was in prison and you came to see me. Then the just and upright will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry? Because some people, when they get to heaven, they don't know they're going right to the right. You know what I mean? They might know, but who knows if they do it? They're like, hey, when did I do all that? That sounds really great. I love it when it says, you know, when did we do that? When did we see you hungry, give you food, gave you for thirsty, gave you something to drink? And when did we see you as a stranger and welcome you and entertained you, naked or clothed you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to visit you? And the king will reply to them, will reply. That means this, this day hasn't come yet. This day hasn't come yet. He will reply to them, truly, I tell you, in so far as you did it for one of the least, that means in the estimation of men. Do you know what I mean? Somebody can have a lot of money and he gets treated different because he has what? A lot of money. But Christ is in every single human being, has the potential to grow in every single human being. So it doesn't matter what we think of each other. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We are to, it eliminates. We are not to look at people in status. Okay? I love it because people come up and they, they know Gene. They know Gene owns the business. They know, where does everybody want to go? Right to Gene. And then they want to start calling him Apostle Hall. Oh, Gene hates, oh, he doesn't, that is not Gene. Do you know what I mean? In fact, that's why he puts a picture of his father up at the front. So they think he owns the business, not him. It's true. <laughs> he puts that picture up and they think it's, they think it's his dad who's the owner. So I, I, I just think that's funny. So he says, I tell you, in so far as you did it for one of the least in the estimation of man, of these my brethren, you did it for me. So, you know, when we do something that God shows us to do, and we do it for him, not because of our own understanding. I mean, I hate to say it. I knew that I was to take Robin in my house, but I didn't know Robin. I knew nothing about her. And I remembered when the lady said to me, can you keep her for one night? Like she was a toy. Can you just keep this woman for one night? Because I don't know what to do with her. Right? I looked into her eyes. And now I, I had a vision, but I didn't know it was her until she moved in with me. And the Lord gave me assurance she was the one that he called to stay in my house. Because I didn't, I, that's bringing a stranger in your home and not knowing. And then when the Lord, she showed me something that the Lord, it was like, yeah, two or three weeks later, she showed me something and it was what I saw in the vision. And the peace that settled on me, knowing I was doing what God assigned me to do, but you know how many people came to me? So you took a stranger in your house? And she's what? You know, and they, they just start, you start getting the story. It's amazing the type of judgment that will happen. But if you do it because you knew you were supposed to do it, man, I've, you follow the spirit. But then if you're a goat, so now what's a goat? A goat is another animal of God, but it's a very what kind of animal? Stubborn so stubborn if it's hungry it'll still eat a can right goats eat cans like that that's how stubborn they are that they they it's hard for them to change their disposition on something so it goes to said it says then he will say to those on the left hand side be gone from me 
you cursed into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I, that's what he's going to say to them. Now you go over here to the left. You're going to have to go through what? Fire, judgment. Okay? So that's going to be judgment. Now, these people on the right hand are going to be in the first resurrection. No judgment. You're just walking right in. And then there's going to be people that come to the left. And it doesn't mean that these people aren't going to go to heaven. But they're going to have to go through what first? Judgment. They're going to have to go through the fire and an account for what they've done. Because he says, for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty. You gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me or entertain me. I was naked and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not visit me with help and ministering care. And you know what? I want to break this down for you in a person. When it says, I was a stranger and you did not welcome me, that means a stranger to understanding the beauty of God, reconciling them back to God. When I was thirsty, that means they didn't know how to deal with themselves. You didn't what? Give them the water of the word. You have to feed somebody who's lost. You have to feed them. I was naked and you did not clothe me. That means when you're naked, that means everything is being what? Exposed. You didn't, you didn't teach me. You didn't grow me. You didn't, do you know what I mean? It's amazing that this ministry truly helps sheep. Because when they come in here, they come in here naked. They come in here hungry. They come in here thirsty. Their minds are in prison and in captivity of the negative thoughts. And when you come in here, you're going to experience things to change. And then in turn, you've now got to do the same thing. That's maturing in Christ, growing up to help somebody else what? Grow up so you can get the free pass. Okay? So now it says 44. Then they also in their turn will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, thirsty, a stranger, naked, sick, and in prison and didn't minister to you? They act like, huh? And he will reply to them, solemnly I declare to you, insofar as you failed to do it for the least in the estimation of these, you failed to do it for me. Then they will go away into eternal punishment, but those who are just and upright and in right standing with God into eternal life. So do you know that means that there are going to be some people who really mess up and don't yield to God, but God's going to look at each and every single one of their hearts. He said he will evaluate by your heart. But if you already know you're in a place to get the truth, grow up in the truth, then you want to grow up and now do what God tells you to do. That's the important thing about these glory nights. The glory of God can fall and come in such a power because we're willing to do something that we don't feel like doing, but because we were what? Instructed to do it. And you know, these instructions haven't changed. We started glory night in March of 2013, and the instructions have not changed. But we haven't really gotten to the fullness of those instructions. You know, I mean, when... I remember that I should have given up coffee. I was supposed to fast coffee. Well, it took me over five months to say, okay, I'll fast coffee. And now I feel so much better because I'm fasting coffee. It's not just going to be what I receive on the glory night. It's going to be that, you know what I mean? It, the glory comes in many dimensions in our life. 
But isn't that awesome? So ask yourself, as I'm growing, am I being a sheep or am I being a goat? We want to ask ourselves those things because the Lord says in Hebrews 9, 14, the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your consciousness from dead works to serve the living God. So the goats who still did good things, but they didn't do it because God told them to do it. They were just doing that out of what? Their flesh. They weren't doing it to serve the living God. So when we hear God say, give this man $10, and you give that man $10, you just serve too. The living God. Not the God of flesh who says, make a good resume. I loved it. Rachel starts high school. The first thing the counselor says is, we're going to start building your resume. How? You need to join all these activities so you look good on paper. Well, I love Rachel. Mom, I don't believe in any of them. I'm not doing the beta club. I'm not doing <laughs> And I started laughing because my old Lee would have been like, you join the beta club. You start, you know, get what you need to get for college. I would have been driven for Rachel to go to college. And here, Rachel said to me even before she started high school, I don't think I'm supposed to go to college. And I kind of just went with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm growing in the spirit. And the Lord already showed, then the Lord showed me she is not to go away to school. She's supposed to stay connected to the ministry. And so I had to start sucking that up because I come from a very academic family, doctoral degrees, and she's been getting it. You know, everybody at first has been good. And then they turn around, you're not what? You're not going away to school? So, you know what I mean? The world would look at me as what? A bad parent, right? But honestly, I'm going with it because God already showed me some things about Rachel. So now I just have to what? Believe him and then just walk it out and just walk out what he's trying to show her to do. He's trying to do the same thing for us for glory nights. The more this ministry comes together as one body and we all become sheeps that follow and we've got to start off with what? What's a baby sheep called? A lamb. What does lamb stand for? Innocence. Okay? We all start off as innocent, so we make mistakes. And that's okay, but if we're quick to recognize our mistake, yield back to God, boy, everything catches up a lot faster. So when you're coming up, raise your hand. Are we going to be on the right-hand side? We are going to be on the right-hand side because I don't want to be on the left-hand side. And, you know, part of growing out through this process of learning to worship, reading the Word, is to get us... We want to be running to the right side. Oh, and I have to tell this vision. Robin came to live with me. Robin just got born again. You know, flatten her face over here, right? Living with me. <laughs> yeah, failing. I mean, her life, it was, it, was, it, was, it was rough. It was rough, 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 rough. Well, she started seeing visions. And I'll never forget. I knew that. It just hit me, that vision. Yes, you need to tell it. Yeah, hold and get the mic because this is really good. And it's about this. It's about, yeah. it's about this. And she had no idea what she was saying. And I was like so excited. I was excited because I was like, man, this girl has no idea what she saw. Do you know what I mean? But yet this should edify you because God shows us things before they happen. Go ahead. Oh. Okay, so I, I just want to tell y'all how good he really is. Um, so... You know, I had had been in and out of church. I didn't grow up in church, but um, so I knew the Lord at a very young age, but just turned away from it, you know. So 
I was saved, but didn't really follow. Was it? anyways? Um, so you weren't filled with the spirit, right? Right. And so, um, whenever I found out that I was pregnant, me and my baby's father, we split up. Or before that, actually, before that even happened, um, I was maybe two or three weeks pregnant, and uh, I got home from Afghanistan, and and uh, my mother-in-law kept saying, "You're gonna have a girl. You're gonna have a girl." And so I'm saying, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm listening. But she sensed already inside, not understanding what she was sensing. Right. And you were going to have a, a boy, a boy. Okay. So, um, so this happened about three or four times. She's, I feel it. You're going to have a girl. You're going to have a girl all day long. She's saying it. This is confessing a girl. (laughs) This was the day after I got home from Afghanistan. I'm so excited. You're going to, you're going to have a girl. You're going to have a girl, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, anyways, all this other stuff. And so I went to sleep that night and I, and I had a dream and it was, I was walking along this boardwalk and there's this big movie theater and there's this guy standing outside and he's like, okay, everyone come this way. This is the last showing. And he's like, the last motioning, showing, motioning everybody in, you know? And, um, so it was real cool. And there was this big long line and there was two theaters. And so you, so I'm back further, you know, back away from the, the ticket booth and, um, well, five at a time are going over here, and about one or two are going over here. So more more people are going over here. There's about ones ones and twos going over here. Well, it gets to me, and he says, okay, you're going to go over here. And I said, well, I want to go where everybody else is going. He said, no, you don't want to go over there. <laughs> yeah, he told her to go to so the anyway, right. He told me to go. To the right. Right, to the right. Yeah. And um, so anyways, we were sitting there in this theater, and we're all sitting there, and it's people that I know, people that I don't know. There's maybe about 40 to 50 people in there. Um, well, I am curious to see what's going on in this other room. So I walk out of the theater. I excuse myself. Why well, I got to go to the bathroom? So I excuse myself, and um, so I walk out, and the door to the other theater is kind of cracked open. Well, you know, my curiosity, I kind of I peek in there, <laughs> you know, and you see all these people. And you see these, I see these waves, like kind of like the the screen, but there were these waves of red and black and yellow and just, and it's like, oh, I wonder what's going on in there, you know? But then the guy slams the door in my face. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? I said, oh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to see what's happening. He says, no, you don't want to go in there. You don't want to go through what they're about to go through. He says, now yep. come back in here because you're about to miss your blessing. So I said, oh, okay. So I go back in the room and sit next to my um, a lady that I know. And, um, they said, okay, well, you know, here it comes. And some people are, um, some people are sitting down and everybody, like people are getting little pink carriages and little blue carriages and some are getting two. And, and anyways, um, I stood back up. I was actually in the back of the room and I stood up and the, the angel or the lady came up to me and said, here's your gift. And she handed me a blue carriage. And I said, no way, no way. I'm supposed to get a pink one. She said, no, you're going to get a blue one. So anyways, it was like even before I had known that I was going to have a boy, I knew that I was going to, after that point, I knew that I was going to have a boy. And um, even after that, you know, you know, my mother-in-law was always like, you're going to have a girl, you're going to have a girl. And I'm saying, I never told her about the vision. I never told her about it. She kept it in, you kept it in your heart because... The one thing Robin didn't have in her is she knew word, but she didn't know the word. She didn't know the living word that it says when you get called to the right, he turns, what did we just read? He turns to those people and said, now what? Inherit the kingdom. 
That means, and take your blessing. So he was already showing her that not only was she going to have a baby boy, but she was going to the right side, and it was given to her as an inheritance. That's what the word says. When God calls you up in that first resurrection and puts you to the right, he says, now go get your blood, go get your inheritance. But those who go to the left, he said, she tried to go peek in the door. And they were like, no, you don't go, you don't belong over here. You don't want to go what they're going to go through. Because some of those people will come back in the second resurrection. They will. The Lord will put mercy on some of these people because he's going to judge their what? Their heart. And he's going to judge to see is, did they have enough opportunity? What did they struggle with? I mean, when we look at people on the street who suffer and they die and you're like, hey, did that person go to heaven? Let me tell you, God is going to look at every case. But if we already know that God has put us in a place to be revealed the truth, to do the do his order, do his instruction, even at the end, that is the end time. When the line is up, people ha- have to wake, make a what? A choice. Before they get to that, they've got choices that they have to make. And it's usually when somebody doesn't want to yield to authority. Authority is when a rule is in place and you have to what? Abide into it. As lambs, we come into a ministry and we learn to abide by leadership. So you need to know that you're in the right leadership so you don't get abused, but yet the order is going to be put and you have a choice to yield. And then as you yield, every step you take closer to the throne of God, you know, you're going to go through fire, but go through it now, he says, go through the fire on earth. So when that time comes, you automatically get sent to the right because you already went through the fire on earth. You just didn't, you didn't allow yourself and you live a more abundant life. You experience the inheritance on earth, bringing heaven on earth, bringing the kingdom of God, what he already has prepared for you up in heaven and bringing it down on earth. Phineas was already prepared in heaven. She already knew it. She knew it would be a boy. She didn't know the circumstances in which Phineas would come. But the Lord was going to use that to bring fire in her life. She still had to go through the fire of her life choices, her life decisions. But what did God do? Because she changed, she came to this floor, changed her life while she was pregnant. God blessed her. Do you know what I'm saying? Nobody comes perfect. We come not understanding. But if we step in it and let the changes happen, that one song we're singing, we are going to be what? changed go through the changes now so you can just walk right through on the right hand i loved it michaela was totally blessed because she came here pregnant she gave her heart to christ and then she started telling people like spring and before that baby was born the people she already brought into this ministry man and you watch her it says come to me and i will give you rest she's sleeping the last three centimeters of the delivery It made no sense, you know? Never saw anything like it. Oh, do I have to push now? Yes. (laughs) You have to push. And she doesn't even have the epidural, you know? But yet I felt like that was part of her inheritance of what God has been working. And that doesn't mean Michaela's not going to fall or make a mistake or Robin's not going to, or we don't make a mistake. We still got things we got to work out of ourselves. So no matter where you are on that chart, You keep looking for the prize at the end. And what's that prize? Running up to Jesus. Left, right, right. You want to go right, right? I want to come up and immediately say, yep, right, passing right in. Yep, good. 
That's what we have to look forward to. Okay, when we come to glory service, I'm going to ask, I did not teach this lesson tonight, but this lesson is online. Every word of this, it is online. And how to fast effectively. Gene said it in the text, and he put it in bold letters. Remember that one time I taught on worship? And Gene said, worship. And he told me to teach on worship. And he said to press in and worship. Well, God showed up that night, and he showed up strong. That was an amazing Wednesday night. It was a couple weeks ago. And Gene texted me, worship will go to another level. Teach on worship. So all I did was teach on worship. Man, the glory fell. I mean, spring, spring probably got hit the most, but I mean, <laughs> she couldn't even leave because her whole body was still shaking and receiving the glory of God. And, um, but yet when an instruction goes out and you put it in first order, what's first order? Take this lesson. And if anybody needs a copy, I'll make a quick copy for you. Take this lesson, study it. I don't have to teach it. You can teach it to yourself. It's all broken down. Nice and easy for you. And you meditate on this and then ask God, what do you want me to fast these next couple days? He'll show you something. Just do it. Just do it. And it'll be beautiful because we want to fast effectively. We don't want to fast because everybody says don't eat anything. We want to fast effectively. When we fast, we relinquish something of ourselves. And we come to an element of what? dependency on him so the purpose of fasting is to take away something that you depend on what do you depend on i loved it some people did social media last month they they fasted from watching social media because they depend on that god says when you fast by the instruction of his order he will honor you with what an inheritance something that he already has stored up to you he's going to hand to you isn't that beautiful it's beautiful. So those two stories in the word, the Lord hit me this morning with them. And well, actually two days ago, he gave me the John because there are people that read scripture and they memorize scripture, but that's all they're doing. And then they're teaching people the scripture, but the spirit's not behind it. And what spirit has to be behind it? The spirit of love. Okay. And that means in it, you've already experienced that experience. So when you teach it out, it says those people will not go to the right. You're going to get people that are going to walk down and say they know God, they love God, they've taught about God their whole life, and they're wondering why they're going to the left. But it's only because they never seek to put his order instruction in line with their life. You know, all I know is the Lord might ask Michaela to do something completely different than he's going to ask me to do. So I'm not to judge Michaela, and Michaela's not to judge me. And when somebody's going through a change, we're not to judge when the person goes through the change. We're to know he's trying to get them into a great prize, a great place, which is, is at the end. And that's being on the, how many, you all want to be on the winning team, you know? And so that's what he's guiding us to. So praise God. Does anybody have any questions? Was that a good lesson? Okay, just reminding us why we're here. We're here to follow his instruction. You know, the more I do what he tells me to do, more people tell me, you're crazy. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, I mean, people are always trying to draw you back in, or you should get upset about that. You should be, I just know when Gene tells me to do something, I do it. And that doesn't mean I'm going to get a great field on it, but I do it because I know 
that in yielding and following him, I'm going to receive a what? Inheritance. When we learn that our leadership is good and pure and we yield to that leadership, we receive their inheritance because we become their descendant. Remember it says, you and their descendants will also receive. The more you guys keep in coming here, all the blessing that falls in this comes right down to everybody else. It doesn't make a difference what time you get in. The word tells us that all the time. It doesn't make a difference what time you get in this ministry. You become a part of one what? Body. It doesn't make a difference. You become part of the body. And once you become part of the body, that means the different body parts going to receive the blessing that the other part receives. We all will experience it. It's such a, isn't that love? I mean, that is such a beautiful love to me because God loves us all to put us in a body that he already, you know, if you're called here, you know, if you're either called here to grow and then go out and do something, or if you're called to be here permanently, you, you start knowing it. Okay. He starts showing it. So then just stay with it. No matter what you go through, stick it out. Weta has been here the longest. Weta really has been here the longest. Before this ministry even opened, that's, she's been worshiping with Jean on the other side. She has seen people come and go. People come and get angry. And then they leave. And then they're afraid to come back because of pride. But then the ones that do come back change. I mean, we're already used to these rotations. So just go with Go with it. Follow the order and the instruction. And don't question why, why is he asking us to do this? Why is he asking us to study this? Just do it. And then watch what God does. And then there's testimonies that come out. Because testimonies can only come from what? Your experience. It can't come. That was why it's great, Rob. And I couldn't wait. I was thinking about that testimony too today. And you showed up. And you, you normally have class. But you're here. All right, praise God. Okay, I'm going to make copies. How many people want copies of this? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. All right. And you want to? Okay. So let's pray. Let's bow our heads in the air. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We thank you with all our heart, all our soul, and our body. For, Father, you are the one that had brought your son to teach us about reconciliation back to you. You brought your son through his blood, which is the forgiveness that you have for us, and that he bore our sins. So, Father, we thank you for just the love through the son and father relationship. Lord, I thank you for this ministry because this ministry teaches about how the father and the son grow in one. And so we move together as one, knowing that the ultimate prize is coming to the end, that when we see you face to face, that you call us to the first resurrection, Lord, and that you call us to the right so we can inherit your blessings. And Father, we thank you that we can bring those blessings in heaven down here on earth because in your name, you have said, ask if you abide in me and I, the word abides in you, that you shall ask and you shall receive the goodness and the abundant life which you have planned and predestined before our time. So Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the power your kingdom, and the glory that you want to bestow on all of us here at Kingdom Life Ministries. Amen.